0: You're listening to sermon audio from Gospelite Baptist Church. For more resources or to donate to this ministry, please visit gospelite.org. Wow, I am just so uh, amazed, and I don't, I'm speechless. Really, uh, I've got—I can't be speechless because I need to preach. But I am just overwhelmed with gratitude for everyone who is here, for those that have given for those that have come, my brother, his family, thank you for for just being here now. I know you've been here a while, and I know we don't mind, because this is one of those things that only comes once every 30 years, right? So I know that. But with that in mind, I I am preaching a much shorter message, and that was planned from the beginning. And we're just a little behind schedule, so I want to jump right into my thoughts today and, uh, and, and just briefly talk to you about this idea of gospel light shining bright for 30 years, because the light of the world is who? Jesus. He is the light of the world. And when you begin to think of the fact that Jesus is the light of the world, and Jesus lives in every believer, then it only makes sense that we become the light of Christ. We have an opportunity to shine brightly the light of Jesus all around our community. And that's what Gospel Light's been since day one. In fact, the name of our church, Gospel Light Baptist Church, we, we, we got a theme verse from day one Matthew 5 16, which is the text I'm going to preach this morning. And you'll see the sign there on the screen where it says, Let your light so shine before men. That was the original sign. In fact, those flowers, Tony Thomas and I, we planted those flowers. Oh, yeah. We did. We, we, we built that. I've never built anything in my life, but I built that right there. I guarantee Tony and I built that. It was a blast. And uh, but we put that verse there. Let your light so shine. And honestly, when we came to a time where we thought about a name change for the church and it was kind of on the table back when everything was on the table and we were talking about, you know, all kinds of things and things that we had been in the past and, you know, just non-negotiables like the name of a church is a non-negotiable and should we maybe change it? And come up with maybe a more, uh, you know, a a name that's maybe more, a little more modern, a little more, uh, you know, fits in with the community. But we stuck with gospel light because of this very fact that this is who we are. We are gospel light. We are about the light of the gospel of Jesus. It is difficult to get away from the idea that we are to shine the light of the gospel. And so from that very first day, we began to focus on this passage. And what Jesus is telling us in this passage is that we are the salt of the earth, we are the light of the world. And so salt and light have to be applied for them to be effective. Salt is applied and it goes inward, right? And it disappears. But light, it comes from within and it always appears. Salt speaks of character, but light speaks of testimony. And that's what the world needs. What the world needs is both illustration and penetration. The world needs illumination. It needs to see something, but then it needs to be affected by what it sees. Both character and confession are important when it comes to being a light bearer for Jesus Christ. So jump into the text with me. Matthew 5, beginning in verse number 13. Jesus said, and these are amazing words from the lips of Jesus. Amazing. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its savor how shall it be salted it is therefore good for nothing but to be cast out and be to be trodden under foot of men you are the light of the world a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel they don't do that they put it on a candlestick that it gives light to all that are in the house so let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. Why? Why would they need to see your good works? For one reason and one reason only, to glorify your Father which is in heaven. So I want to preach a really simple message on three simple little words. And the first one is this. We're going to answer three questions. First of all, the first question is this. Who is to be the light of the world? Now, this may be so simple, it may be you might have expected something much deeper on an anniversary Sunday, but I'm not here to impress you with some sort of a, a... deep message that you can walk out of here scratching your head. I want to be so simple this morning that you understand that that what it is that we're called to do, and that is to be a light for Jesus. So who is to be that light? You. You are the light of the world. This sermon was preached. It's the famous Sermon on the Mount. Where was it preached? It was preached there in northern Galilee by the shore of Galilee. Who was it preached to? It was preached to the disciples, to the Galileans, to the country bumpkins of that day, the country folk. This message wasn't preached in Athens to the intelligentsia. This message wasn't preached in Rome to the men of military might. This message was preached on the shores of Galilee to a bunch of country folk, just a bunch of fishermen, just ordinary people, who were about to do extraordinary things for God. In fact, if Jesus were here today, he would would be able to stand here in this pulpit in front of this congregation and say to you exactly what he said to them, you are the light of the world. You, you, we are the light of the world. And if Jesus Christ were here today, none of that would change. And the world doesn't understand this. Because the world puts the emphasis on beauty, and the world puts the emphasis on brains, and the world uh, puts the emphasis on bucks, but God puts the emphasis on character, salt, and confession, light. That's what those testimonies were all about over the past 30 uh, days, the testimonies of people who have been reached with the light of the gospel of Jesus, and God used you— I think what I enjoyed most about those testimonies was hearing the words and the names, rather, of people who had impacted the lives of all of those who came to know Christ through His church, gospel Light. Because you are the light of the world. It's amazing how God can take people like us, isn't it? I mean, it's amazing. I, I don't stand here before you with some sort of a great you know, background of pastors. And my brother and I, we, we weren't raised in a, with a heritage of Baptist preachers and churches and theological. No, we, we're just a couple of kids from New Orleans that were raised in a single-parent home. And God took ordinary people and did something extraordinary with them because that's what God does. God's not looking for something super fancy and super rich and and, and super smart. God's just looking for somebody who's willing to shine their light. That's all he's looking for this morning. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. And if his light shines in us and through us, then he can say, you are the light of the world. So the answer to the first question is, who is the light? You are the light. You're the light of the world because Jesus shines in you. Number two, the second question, what kind of light do we shine? Well, let's, let's examine the second part of that passage. You are the light of the world. So what what kind of light do we shine? We, you don't light light and you don't salt salt. The idea here is that we get out of the walls of our church. That's the idea. The idea is not that we just gather and talk to one another and fellowship and have a little, uh, you know, refreshments after. The idea is that we leave this place with this With this passion to see people experience the grace and love of God and so that's what our job is and our Lord the master teacher is teaching us here about what kind of light we should be shining first of all I want you to notice just the three illustrations he gives in the text number one he talks about the foolishness of hiding your light the foolishness of concealing your light look at verse 14 and verse number 15 you are the light of the world but a city set on a hill it can't be hit. Neither do men light a candle. Why would somebody light a candle, put it under a bushel? You got to realize back then a bushel would have been like a basket that you would have put commodities in. You would have put possessions in that basket. You don't do that, put it under a bushel. You put that light on a candlestick and it gives light to all that are in the house. Let your light so shine. It is foolish to be a believer, to be a Christ follower, And to hide and be ashamed of the light of Jesus Christ inside of each one of us. Jesus is simply saying, and listen to me church, don't let business and money and possessions and things hide your light. Doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing, how much you have. We're to shine the light of the gospel when you got saved. You were saved to shine. That's why you were saved, to shine the light of Jesus. Don't hide your testimony. We just went on a vacation. And I want to just say, I love vacation for more than just the time I get uh, to rest, but I love vacation for the fact that I get to go away from the church and just shine the light of the gospel in every restaurant, at every gas station. We had a blast impacting every waitress that served us at a restaurant. We went to, um, it was Bob Evans, yeah, and remember Shea. Shea was our waitress, and man, the restaurant was absolutely, it, it was packed with two waitresses. And remember this, guys? They, they, they were, Millie was with me, Zoe was with me, just the uh, Clove, just the five of us. And we were at breakfast, and this poor lady, and we were delayed in our, getting our food like a long time. And it was, it was a little bit of concerning, you know, if you're just a regular customer thinking I want to eat, right? But we saw what she was going through, and I said, this is a great opportunity. For us to be Christians, for us to shine the light of the gospel. So she came and she was a pot, you don't worry about us, Shay. We're all good. Man, God is good. Jesus is good. It's going to be fine. And as soon as we said that, she realized these folks are different. They're not complaining. They're not upset. We weren't shoving the gospel in her face. We were just letting her know we're Christ followers and Christ followers are different. That's all we were doing. And then we went to church on a Sunday and there was this little lady named Katie sitting by herself and Chloe noticed Katie by herself and just looking at her Bible and Chloe went over to Katie and she was a Chinese lady and uh, she she was 35 years of age a single Chinese lady that came from China to teach in the US and she had gotten saved and but she had no friends and she was sitting by herself and Chloe walked over and said hey are you okay and she said well actually I'm by myself and I don't really have any friends and Chloe said just come and eat lunch with us so Katie jumped in and went to In-N-Out Burger can I get an amen about In-N-Out and we had In-N-Out Burger with Katie, guess who's coming next week to Hot Springs, Arkansas? Katie is flying to Gospel Light. She wants to meet the Connors. She wants to meet the church. She wants to maybe teach a Gospel Light Christian school because she has a degree in teaching and she doesn't feel comfortable there in Phoenix. Who knows what God's doing? All I can tell you is shine the light. Shine the light. People all over sitting by themselves are waiting for a Christian that says, maybe God has put that person in my path to shine some light on. Maybe in about my busyness of my day where I'm trying to get things done, maybe God is saying, slow down and shine your light. Don't hide it under a bushel. Even when you're on vacation, it's not a vacation from shining the light. Do you know people that need light? Let me ask it this way. Do people know you're a Christian? Do they know it? Does your neighbors know it? Do those you work with know it? What is light for? Light is for shining So he speaks of the foolishness of hiding your light. But secondly, notice he talks about the the faithfulness of courageous light, of light that just shines. Notice in the text here, it says in verse 15 neither do men light a candle, put it under a bushel, underline these next few words, but on a candlestick. And it gives light to all that are in the house. What is scripture saying here? Simply put, so we can move on lift up the light, lift up Jesus. Listen, when people come to church, it shouldn't be an unusual thing that everything's about Jesus, only Jesus, only Jesus. He's the only one worthy of being praised, amen? But there's no difference outside the church as well. You say, well, pastor, I just don't understand, or rather you don't understand where I work. It's hard. You get to work at the church. I I have to work around people that are lost. Pastor, you don't understand where, where I go to school. It's hard. You don't understand where I live. Why do you think God put you where he put you? God put you where he put you to let your light shine. So just let your light shine. Let Jesus shine in you. There's somebody that you can influence for the Lord Jesus Christ, and Christ is the light of the world, and it is him him shining in you. And then thirdly, he talks about the forcefulness, the power of, of collective light. I love this look at verse number 14 uh, a city that is set on a hill how cool is that here is a city described in scripture what is a city let's think about hot springs for just a moment I love to go to on top of west mountain I love it I've been up there a hundred times just looking over the city because we have a beautiful city don't we And when you look over the city of Hot Springs at night or when you go at dusk and you start seeing the lights come on and the light of the the city as you look at it begins to illuminate and, and the more light, the brighter it is. Because, I love this, we shine brightest when we shine together. Amen. We shine brightest when we shine together. We make a greater impact together. So I'm talking for just about two minutes on the church collectively. How did we get here 30 years later when we started with a little itty bitty light on the corner of 3rd and South. That's all we had, just a little light. It was a storefront building. My brother can tell you, this was a, a very tough building. It was ugly. It smelled like mold. It had rats in it. You think no AC's a problem. Oh man, true story. My brother and I used to get to the church a couple of hours early just to make sure that we got all the rat traps thrown away because we catch them every Saturday night. One of them died in the wall one time. Remember, we couldn't find it. And it just—the church smelled for weeks. Dead rat in the wall, leaky roof. But the church filled up. People came in that little light on the corner of Third and South. That people thought we were crazy to start a church in the absolute highest crime area in the city. No doubt about it. Our church was broken into eleven times in the first year, and twenty-two windows were broken out. We had two Sunday offerings stolen. I mean, it's unbelievable, but that light began to flicker, and it grew, and the next thing you knew, we bought a piece of property, and then we tore tore a house down, and we built another church next to that, and, and the light began to get bigger. And then we found a, another piece of property, maybe another lot and a bus lot. And, and, then, and then all of a sudden, we began to expand and grow. And, and then we ha- heard Second Baptist was for sale. And we thought, oh, we don't know if we can do this. We offer them a million dollars. They laugh at us. Two years later, after walking around the buildings for, for two years, all of a sudden, we found ourselves with an offer that was accepted and the light got bigger. And what we've been doing for 30 years is taking our light and just staying together, working together, living by faith, and collectively we're shining a light that's impacting this city. Light shines brightest when we stick together. What a privilege it is to shine for the Lord Jesus Christ in Hot Springs, Arkansas. So who shines the light? You shine the light. What is the light? You're the light of the world. And how are we going to do it? How are we going to shine the light? Let me close with this. Number one, we've got to be surrendered. You see, all of us right now need to ask ourselves the question, where are we when it comes to our level of commitment to the work of the Lord? It's a good time to do it. Thirty years is a good time to do that. Am I surrendered to Him? Look at verse 16. It says here in the text, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. But look at that little word, let. Just let it happen. Let your light so shine. Surrender. This speaks of your willingness. It's not difficult. People say, it must be difficult. I don't know what's so difficult about it. It's just like, when you think about all that Jesus Christ has done for me, He lives in me, I'm just going to let my light shine. Because when you got saved, you were saved to shine. And when you surrender. And when you're filled with the Holy Spirit of God, you don't have to make yourself shine. You just let it happen. People sometimes look at me and think maybe sometimes, that, at times, people kind of think I'm crazy or, what's wrong with you? I don't know what's so, I'm just letting my light shine. It's just about the joy of the Lord. And if it's there, then why not just let it shine? You're going to shine if you fall in love with Jesus. You're going to shine if you're full of Jesus. A little boy walked up and asked his daddy. He said, Daddy, how, how tall am I? He said, well, I don't know, son. I've never really, I, I imagine about four feet, four and a half feet. He said, well, daddy, I was just curious. How, how tall was Jesus? He said, I don't know, son. I imagine, I guess maybe around six foot probably. He said, well, if I'm four and a half foot and Jesus is six foot and Jesus lives in me, I'm, he must stick out then, right? I mean, it just makes sense that he would stick out. Doesn't it make sense that Jesus should stick out in all of us? Doesn't it make sense that every restaurant we go to, every conversation we have, every place that we go, every every place that we visit, that, that the light of Jesus should shine in us? It is the Christ in you that will not be contained if you'll just let him be Jesus in you. There has to be surrender. Secondly, there has to be sacrifice. Look at verse number 16. It says, let your light so shine. There is no shining without burning. You can't shine unless you burn. And so there's got to be sacrifice. It was said of John the Baptist in John chapter 5 and verse number 35 that he was a burning and a shining light. I love that. If we're willing to be consumed, we sing that song about fire and, and, and God's fire and, and being consumed in us. And what a refiner's fire, I believe, is the name of the song that we've sung here often. I love that song because it reminds me that is what it's all about. It's about burning for Jesus and shining bright for Jesus. And if we're willing to be fueled for the master's fire, did you know what today is? Did, how many know it's Pentecost Sunday? It's Pentecost Sunday today. How is that gospel 30 year anniversary is on pentecost sunday and you know what happened on pentecost let me show you acts chapter 2 and verse 3 divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each of them you know what i'm looking out for right now i'm looking on pentecost sunday at a church and i'm wondering you got fire on top of your head you shining bright is the fire of jesus shining over you it's pentecost sunday you say what was pentecost sunday all about the presence of god meeting with his people through the Holy Spirit of God, who we have today living inside of us. Preacher, what are you so excited about? I'm excited about Jesus today. I know I've been doing this for a long time, but I'm more excited about pastoring and loving and serving and preaching and teaching and sharing Christ than I think I've ever been. And then lastly, there's going to be sanctification. You know what sanctification is all about? It's all about your good works. That's what it's, you're not saved by good works, but when you get saved, guess what you begin to do? Become more like Jesus. And guess what becoming more like Jesus usually involves? Works. Amen? Serving, doing things for Christ. And oftentimes that shows itself in opportunities at the church, mission trips that were going on in this upcoming week. Hudson Taylor founded the China England Inland uh, Mission. And when he came back after having started that, Great mission, great missionary, Hudson Taylor, he was met by the media. And the media, as soon as they saw him, they said, Mr. Hudson, we got to tell you, you're already being compared to the Apostle Paul. How does that make you feel? Mr. Taylor says, it makes me feel horrible. I wanted to remind people of Jesus. See, that's what it's all about. It's not me. I'm not trying to, I don't want my life. God forbid my life to remind somebody of somebody else. I'm not trying to be anybody, but I want to be the best version of Jesus I can be to this world. I want people to look at me and say, I see, you know, I, I used to sing that song, I want my life to be a light to those around me. I want my life to be a roadmap that says home. I want my life to be a beacon on life's raging sea. I want the world to see Jesus when they look at me. When the world looks at me, do they see Jesus? When the world looks at me, what do they see? Do they see hope? Do they see love? Do they see charity? When the world looks at me, what do they see? What does the world see when it looks at you and me? In closing, there is more darkness in the world today. It seems like darkness more darkness than there ever has been. And it's closing it around us. Man, I mean, it's just, we live in in unparalleled times, it seems. The world is lost in the darkness of sin, but thank God, the light of the world is Jesus. So many are trying everything. They're trying to find something that they can plug that hole that only Jesus can satisfy. Jesus and Jesus alone is is the answer to your longing, to whatever it is that you're missing in your life. The only answer to that question is Jesus. So the light of the world is Jesus, and He is light for your darkness. And maybe you're here today and you've never accepted Christ as your Savior. You've never trusted Him as your Savior. You've never truly repented of your sin, listen to me, if you've never done that, I want to encourage you today to receive Christ. I wonder if somebody sitting in the balcony or in the main floor that would say, that's me, that's me, preacher. I'm I'm thankful for sharing your testimony about September the 1st because I, I don't have a testimony yet that can say that I have repented of my sin, that I've turned to Christ for salvation. And if you'd like to do that this morning, this would be a great Celebration! This would be amazing. It's what we're all about. And, and when I pray, Jeremy's going to be here, and Doug will be here, and even I'll ask Butch to come, and, and any others that would like to come and join us at the front. If you want someone to pray with you about salvation, we would love to be able to have the chance to do that. But can I also throw something else out there as a, just a thought? W- what, if, what if somebody here just needs prayer? You just need prayer. You just need someone to pray with you, over you, Pray some courage into your life. The Holy Spirit of God is living inside of you, but it's been a while since since he's really been coming out and, and seen in your life in a way that you are affecting others around you. I want to encourage you to come forward and take one of our pastors by the hand and just let them pray with you. And as we sing and worship together, feel free to respond in this invitation time. I'm going to pray and we're going to stand and then we'll sing thank you so much, gospel light. Let's continue to shine the light brightly for the next 30 years. Father, I love you, and I thank you for this opportunity to be in this place. Thank you for the Word of God, the power of God. Thank you, God, for giving us an opportunity to to be light, to be salt in a world that is desperate for answers. God, I look all around us, and I see hurting people, people that are confused about their gender, confused about their identity, confused about their position, their place in society, girls without mentors, young men without mentors in their life. Father, as we begin to to press into this community deeper and stronger, Father, may we make a difference this morning with this message and with this challenge that we would shine the light around us. And just even these international students, 55 people from all around the world on our campus oh god may we not be guilty of just giving them a place to sleep and not sharing the gospel help us lord you've brought the world to us god may they not leave without a gospel presentation father it's amazing what you do here god we pray that we would that we would just jump in and be surrendered willing to sacrifice god and continue this process of sanctification We love you in Jesus' name, amen. Shall we stand together?